So, <laughs> you, you, like you keep were a full, fighting a badger. You keep a full uh, <laughs> a wardrobe, Pretty don't much. you? <laughs> like there, there's a prop closet somewhere, right, Bobby? Yeah, I have a. Well, I have my wig drawer right next to me. <laughs> Is that oh, the, uh, the from the Moana video? Yeah, and oh. several other videos too. It's not just the Moana, but it's it's one of them. Yeah, but the Moana is the one that's all has a special place in our heart. Yeah, something about that's the loincloth and running around on the beach with a giant thing of wood in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Air guitar. <laughs> welcome, with the welcome to the hook. podcast, Bobby. Welcome Sorry. to the podcast. So. Oh, thank you, thank you for right. having me. I should probably do a thing. Yes, Let's sir, do a yes, thing. Sir. Get us kicked off proper here. Yeah, Bobby. This is what we uh, we like to call the intro. All right, let's get this party started, folks. Thank you to everybody who showed up and uh, is watching stuff. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe. I've said too much. The unintended consequences of internet radio. My name is Mike, and I'll be your host as we spend a little bit of time with the not lumber bear of the YouTubes. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop and Izzy Swan of all things IzzySwan.com. For those of you watching live and who have seen the promotion for this, you will also know that we are joined tonight by a very, very delicious Bobby Duke. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Yes. Hey, everybody down there in the chat. I can I see you guys. Hey, go to bed. <laughs> There's some dude in there from Africa. I don't even know what time it is because I'm not even sure where Africa is. Yeah, someone told me them <laughs> to tell them to go to bed. Go to bed. Well, so I made a mistake. We asked people, uh, what questions do you have for uh, Bobby? And that was 15 minutes ago, and they are gone. So I'm not sure <laughs> what people wanted to know. Uh, but, the uh, first question was... <laughs> is he to the rescue? <laughs> is he I, I got them. I got them. They're they're in hat here. If you want to, if you want to know what they are, <laughs> did you say they're in hat? It I stored in hat hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, great. Yeah. Well, listen, Bobby. Thanks so much for uh, making it out. Uh, we apologize in advance. So <laughs> sweet. As well, as as in almost every interview ever, um, the first question <laughs> that comes to mind, uh, and the first question that was asked was, "What inspires you, Bobby?" Oh, what man. gets your juices flowing? That's the one that I get asked a lot, and it's always the one that I don't know the answer to exactly, but I would have to say uh, it totally depends on what is going on in my life at the moment. Um, I spend a lot of time on social media and watching YouTube videos and going through in nature, and it's just life in general. That's basically what inspires me. I'll be sometimes it's while I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'll see something cool and I'm like, oh, dude, that would be interesting to take that and turn it into my own. Or sometimes it comes out of nowhere. I'll just be sitting around thinking and it'll just pop into my head. Sometimes it's kind of an amorphous blob that I have to then, you know, refine as time goes on in my in my thought process. Or sometimes it's a fully formed idea. Can so you it's please change your screen name to Amorphous Blob? Amorphous Blob. <laughs> please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Sometimes, I, you uh, know, I make Amorphous Blobs. That, so now, uh, so basically what you're doing then is you, uh, the inspiration question just as a uh, sort of 
uh, secondary. So it's whatever kind of hits you in the moment. Do you ever, because you do primarily, um, you do a lot of Instagram and YouTube, so I mean, most of what you have is for sharing, right? So how much stuff do you have in your head that you want to do that just isn't social media worthy, but would probably still make a cool project? Is there a lot of that floating around in there, or is it mostly whatever comes in, comes out type of deal? Um, pretty much everything that I have planned to do is going to end up on YouTube or somewhere out there because most of what I do, I mean, I can't think of anything that I would make that I wouldn't want to show people. So uh, to answer your question, pretty much everything that I have planned is eventually going to be out there, you know, somewhere. Gotcha. And how much, uh, when you say planned, how much do you have planned? Um, I typically have uh, three or four or five projects kind of in my head or written down at a time. And once I get done with that, usually more kind of just always stack up behind it. Some I put off because of how time consuming they will be. And there's this weird struggle between wanting to do some really monumental big pieces, pieces that will be very involved and take a lot of time. And then also thinking, well, but that's going to take so long. I also need to keep content coming out on my channel. So it's like they kind of usually get put in the back, you know, in the back burner. The next project I'm working on is one of those monumental pieces that uh, I'm, I don't know. It's going to be the most intense and interesting epic, I think, project I've done so far. Do you find it difficult to jump around like that? I know myself personally, I do. If I have a big project, I know it's going to take two weeks to do, but I need to get my one or two videos out a week. Taking that day off or the day and a half off to make those other videos, it's just like the furthest thing from my brain. You know, right now I'm building out a shop, but all I'm thinking about is that, not anything else. And I, I doesn't make for good YouTube content. Yeah, I know. Yes, it's very difficult, and most of the time I fail. That's why. I tend to get hyper-focused on a project, so I will, pretty much anything that I start, um, I occasionally will stop and then not go back to it for a long time, but most projects, once I start, I want to see them done, and I just kind of get sucked into them, so it's really hard for me to kind of switch gears from one project to another, or like, like I know what you're saying. You have a big project that'll take a long time and simultaneously be working on smaller projects. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, that's really difficult for yeah. me to do. Right. Yeah, that's what um, I was I'm asking. Gonna... Um, Mika Adkins asks, what is it like to have so much pressure on you? Uh, it's, well, I try not to think about it th that way. You know, it's stressful now because... You do. <laughs> well yeah thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot now I feel, now i'm under pressure <laughs> no um i don't know it's been a interesting experience going from unknown and driving a truck to the position i'm in now it's a totally different kind of stress and pressure than what i was under before um sometimes i do you know get kind of overwhelmed and i'll just kind of shut down and kind of like disappear for a little bit or not work on anything for a while uh, just to kind of clear my head. But I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it's pressure, but, you know, it's just a different kind of pressure. Life is full of pressure. Um, I think I'm dealing with it. Okay. You know, 
anxiety sometimes, but that's been a long, a long-standing issue of mine. If you want to go there, oh, we'll go there. <laughs> okay, so we're, it, we're not scared. <laughs> I don't want to well, get goat turned uh, dark. So my, just to uh, very quickly, I know you've done this a thousand times, and almost everybody that watching this doesn't need it, but um, just your background of how you, where you came from, and how you got into what you're doing. And uh, how close are you watching that two million subscriber mark? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm looking at it every day, definitely. Um, okay, how I got started, like how I got started in art or YouTube or Just all the above, whatever you want to tell us. Well, I'll go back. Kind of, I had an interesting upbringing. It was not traditional. I don't know if anyone has a traditional upbringing, but I was homeschooled, home church very sheltered, very, um, uh, very strict upbringing, um, got to be 17 and rebelled and left and kind of went nuts for a while, um, was going down some bad roads. And then I met my wife, Nicole. Um, I've done all kinds of weird jobs too, from remodeling to painting, tree trimming, tattoo artist, uh, uh, landscaper, truck driver. Anyways, met my wife, got pregnant. Then, whoa, um, whoa, whoa! whoa. You did what? I didn't get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I, can we, can we she spend got pregnant. On that if you don't want. She Actually, got pregnant. Can, can I back it up one more? Because you <laughs> said landscaper. Tell me, you got fired because you made this insane sculpture out of a guy's bush. No, no, but <laughs> man, because that, that would be an totally awesome story. story uh, yeah, we'll make that story up. <laughs> Oh, no, but I have done topiary, some topiary style stuff. Basically, that's what you're talking about, but not to a guy's bush. Well, Sorry. There's, there's always tomorrow. I'm never going to recover from that. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I had to. It was, uh, yeah, too easy. All right. But as far as art, the so, art part. Some of them write themselves. Please. Continue. Yeah. All right. But I've been in, I've been making art since uh, since I was a kid. Since I got a pocket knife and started whittling sticks at the campfire, you know, with my family, and I whittled a little. The, I think the first carving I ever did was a was this little knife, like a little dagger, similar to well, there's one up there that I did a while ago. But it's like a like a letter opener style dagger, and all my friends thought it was super cool, so it encouraged me to make more of them. So I made them all one and. Um, at a young age, my parents saw that I had kind of a knack for art and drawing is what I started doing, you know, drawing things and, and then sculpting. Um, Judy Sager is a local artist here. She, um, my parents put me with her to get kind of the, the basics and, and develop some of my skills. And then I took a big hiatus from art and then got back into it later in my teens and then, and then in my twenties, but back to kids and marriage and my, my life, then once I got married and had kids, then I had to start making some more money. So I got my CDL, which is commercial driver's license. Started driving a truck and did that for over 10 years. And that is where the seed really germinated to, to do something different. And I always wanted to be an artist. Driving a truck gave me tons of time to think. And so I just thought, you know, how could I make YouTube work? Because I had a channel for, actually, I've had a channel for a while, since 2011. But I only posted on it, like, maybe once every year or something. Um, anyways, 
just really started working hard at YouTube and uh, Maui's Hook was the first video that really kind of took off for me and um, I'm rambling. No, keep yeah, going. Well, that's actually the whole point of what, why we asked you to be here. Right. Oh, sweet. So, I'm really good at rambling. Well, we're letting you l ramble because we're all listening. <laughs> right. so, Which is, so by I, the way, an oddity. Yeah. We're usually trying to talk over each other. So, so continue. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I know there's two other guys in the show because I see them on the video, but I never hear them. So right. <laughs> please well, continue. Yeah, I just, uh, I was miserable. And driving a truck is a great job. It is a great job, but it, I, I, I was, it was driving me crazy. No pun intended. Um, because I was just doing nothing with my mind, you know, just sitting there and the monotony of it. I did have a lot of time to think, like I said, and wrote a lot of ideas down, but um, I started really taking YouTube seriously because I wanted it to work because I wanted to be an artist and I know how hard it is to break out in the traditional field of art. It's kind of a club and to get in it and not be a starving artist. I, I knew I wanted to get there, but I was going to take an unconventional route, route to do it. Um, so... I told Nicole, you know, I wanted to get more serious about it and she was supportive, but you know, in the back of all of our minds was like, this isn't going to work. And so I thought about, you know, what, a, what channels are successful on YouTube and what are they doing differently than other channels that are not? Cause there are a million art channels out there. Um, and my five, 5 million at, at current. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Millions. Um, <coughs> and the thing that stuck out in my head was their personalities. They let their personalities, either their personalities shine through or they have a persona or something. And, and so I just decided the the day I decided to not care about being ridiculed or people not liking the real me coming through, uh, that was the day that my channel started being successful, you know, from when I was just like, you know what, I, so I'm going to be me. I'm going to start looking at editing as an art form in itself and not just the content. Um, that's when things took a turn, you know, uh, and I was able to then quit my job and and do it full time. It's been the best, the best. I mean, I'm still I still wake up and I'm just like, this can't be real. You know, I'm doing literally the thing I've wanted to do my whole life be an artist and also make people happy you know it's just i you know fortunate. what watching your videos i have to interrupt you only to say that you're a lot like bob ross but if he was on like masculine <laughs> you know like you have that you make everybody or at least for me you when i when i see your videos uh you you give us a chance to see your creative process and you get a chance to be kind of corny and fun with it yeah and instead of saying things like, uh, uh, what was his tagline? Uh, little bushes. When it, when trees. Yeah. Happy, little, 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 trees. happy yeah, little trees. Happy little trees. You know, you do like the ministry of, of, you know, <laughs> silly walks of silly walks. <laughs> so yeah. it's, so it gives us a chance to do that. And I, I agree with you. If you look around the people that are most successful are the people that actually have a personality that don't whitewash right. everything. And, uh, right. I think also that again, I would tie that into Izzy too. Izzy has a, has amazing following of people that have, uh, have, uh, attracted to him because that he's just that guy. 
He's like yeah. a guy. He's never had like a huge shop or anything like that. He's a guy in a garage. He's worked for all these amazing companies, but that doesn't actually matter. He just comes through in his personality. And I think, I think if that's anything, that is probably your single greatest asset. Yeah, it's. Well, uh, it, I'm if sorry. If I can kiss you your ass for just a second. Um, <laughs> no, I'm doing that just fine. Thank you. Well, no, this is because uh, you know you guys have been doing the show with me for over a year and a half. I, you know, it's got to be about me. It is always, <laughs> so, Mike. But this is the this is the one time it's not about me. Um, the the thing that I in watching your videos, the one thing that I I realized because when we, they said we were going to have you on the show, I went back and watched them all again. Um, with wow. my ad blocker off, by the way. So you're welcome. But so Thank we you. went through. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but one of the things I realized when I'm watching your show is that I'm having, it looks like you're having fun and then I'm having fun consuming the content. And I think a lot of people that make YouTube videos, uh, or, or share content in any way that that piece of that is kind of missing. Like they're, there putting content out and they're showing you and they're telling you and they're, but it doesn't look like they're enjoying the process. And when I watch you do it, you look like you're genuinely enjoying the process. That's gotta be that artist and you kind of coming out like, Hey, um, not only is this cool for me, like, you know, I'm, I'm a kid. I'm like, basically I'm a giant kid with, you know, responsibility and stuff, but I'm really having a good time. Yeah. Uh, but also like I'm sitting there watching it and I'm having fun. I'm like, you know, this dude's goofy and in <laughs> all the best ways, you know, it's not, um, and, and my favorite YouTubers are all that way. And my, my favorite podcasters, everybody's just people that are the process of sharing is enjoyable to them and they know that people are watching and they want them to enjoy it. And it just, it translates over very well. So, um, that's one thing, you know, particularly when in rewatching a lot of your videos again, over the last couple of days, I was like, this is fun. Like I'm, I'm actually glad we're having them on the show. Cause I got a chance to kind of relive some of this stuff. It's been, uh, it's been really cool. So cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I genuinely am enjoying myself. I'm just bringing people along for the ride. Uh, it's what I was doing for free and by myself without a camera for years and years, you know, before this. I'm just now able to do it and, you know, do it as much as I want. And, and it's, I genuinely am enjoying myself. Well, one thing I really like too is that there's a lot of guys in our community of makers that consider themselves makers, but they get a little bit, uh, they get a little bit queasy about calling themselves artists and you don't have that problem. Like you're like, no, this is my art. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sharing it so I, I can consume it that way, even though YouTube isn't what you would, you know, it's not painting. It's not, you know, that, that type of, uh, I'm not walking through a gallery to see it. Right. But you've made YouTube this sort of gallery and it's, um, right. So you, you, you being accepting of that context is just really interesting to watch. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's. Your channel is a. I mean, I, I'm, I stumbled across you probably around the Moana thing, um, and then I went back and played it all. <laughs> so, wow. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Mike, funny story. I stumbled across him in my shop. Was it? Yeah. Uh, did you literally fall over him? And yeah. So did you, Mike? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> because because it was funny because Bobby wasn't as well known as he was then, but he came to one of our maker meetups in Atlanta two years ago. Do you remember that there. one, Mike? Yes. I, I have a picture standing next to him. Do you really? Yes. Nice. Unintentionally. Really? I'm, Unintentionally. We're sort of photobombed. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're in the back of somebody else's picture. Yeah, that's where but, I met Izzy too. Yep. And so <laughs> you, were, you were this quiet little nobody that nobody cared about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Geez. Look at you. I know. Yeah. I know. 
And uh, hey, this no, is the he tough was, love section. He, of this, this, show, this is the tough love. <laughs> <laughs> We only hey, care about people for, with two million. I was that uh, for most wait, wait a minute. Of my he only life, has one point so. nine million. No, yeah. we got to get him off the stand, Mike. A, hey, normally we do an hour, but we're uh, we got ten minutes left. <laughs> we got ten minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Izzy, what else you got? Um, I was actually thinking a little bit about some of the things you guys were just saying, and I think for me um, to share my Bobby, uh, my Bobby Dookie experience <laughs> was it was. Not necessarily, I mean, obviously he's having a good time and that's always cool, but I think what really does it, and I think probably one of those things that a lot of people connect with, is Bobby is not out there with anything fancy, he's not doing anything that's unattainable for an average person, you know, he's got a, he's got a 35 pound uh, vice that's not attached to anything and he tosses around and, you know, mm. on his porch, yeah. um, he... <laughs> breaks out his giant Moana fish hook in, in the middle of his living room and starts, you know, drawing all over it. Uh, you know, it, the, everything that he does, it, it's not like, it's done. These like aren't $1,000 machines. It's Well, it does no, I'm not saying that because I like those machines, so don't pick on them. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, no, it's just, it's attainable, and it's, um, it's, it's accessible, and the whole the fun part of what Bobby does makes it even more accessible for people because it's not, it's just not out there, you know. It, it's not, it's not, you know, um, it's not so far over the top that somebody feels like they couldn't at least make a, some version of what he's making, which I thought was really cool. And it wasn't, you know, there wasn't any hobnobbish, you know, type of attitude. You're just this guy who's having a blast and goofing off, um, which is really cool. Um, your dancing needs a little improvement, but I hey, I'm not joking. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but you know, you, you're, you're just out there doing it, and I think that's one of the things that I think people connected with. It was a good time. Nothing, nothing that you're doing is unattainable for basically anybody. Um, you know, and you're you're just showing people some cool stuff, and you know, hopefully that people will give it a try, give it a tr- you know, try to expand or, or try to. And that's the, I think what I'm. One of the things I'm really about is I want people to try things, to not just sit on the couch and consume, but, you know, get off the couch and go try something. And if it's, you know, a vice on the porch with an angle grinder, that's a pretty accessible thing. Most people can attain, you know, so I thought that was one of the things that was really cool about what you were doing and um, your wings and everything else. It was like you're going to the big box store and buying some two by fours and smushing them together with some wood. We need to talk about your glue up techniques. But um, smooshing them together with wood and, and then just carving these amazing things out of them. So, I mean, that was really cool. That's one of the things that's always, um, in my mind, when I'm watching your content, you're not trying to outperform anybody. You're just being you, having a good time, and showing how you it's accessible. So, that was that's one of the things I enjoy about your content. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, you know, that's one of the things I'm trying to, all, you know, also convey is that you don't need a lot of money. You don't need expensive tools or materials. You can go outside and pick a rock up off the ground and get a belt sander, you know, and and do something creative and be creative. And that is totally intentional. Um, or an I don't ice think pick. I'll, yeah, or go steal an <laughs> ice pick from Jimmy Duresta, you know. Yeah. <laughs> By yeah, the way, I, how did you not yeah, I was swear say, when it don't broke? Try stealing Jimmy Duresta's ice pick. He carries like. 23 other sharp objects on him i know so yeah. don't actually yeah. do that yeah. that was that whole that. thing that was staged I, I just just for the record he knew i was gonna do that 
Yeah. But yeah, Jimmy's, man, Jimmy's a fun guy. He's he's uh he's one of the f- nice guys in the community that is the same on the camera, off the camera, and he'll if you ask him a thing, like he gives out his phone number, like like hey, you want to you know just text me with your question. Yeah, well, like, I call, it, I call it, him every night at, at eleven thirty and just start breathing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about doing this, t- doing a live stream and getting like a you know a burner phone with a prepaid phone and and giving that number out and letting people call me on a live stream and like live answer their questions. I thought that would be, that'd be pretty, that'd be amazing. Actually. No one would have said that. I mean, there's only going to, we only have 15 subscribers, so you're not really giving anything away at this point. (laughs) I was going to say no one will go through that. I want to try to call. I'm going to do that. That, that, that's going to be, that'll be fun. So, uh, so backing up real quick to your, uh, YouTube. So you, you got into YouTube intentionally. So you said you you know it was something you were going to work at. What point did you realize? Oh hey, you know, is, is there actually a point that stood out to you where you said, oh, this is something I can do for a living? Um, and then you know, in, in or you know, what was sort of that moment where you were like, oh, I don't suck at this. You know, this is actually a uh, a thing I can do with my life. Do you remember what what brought that about? Was it the Moana? thing that was the big that was one of the biggest or first confirmations um i had had a couple of videos that had done okay (laughs) excuse me Uh, but by okay i mean back then that was a few thousand views on a video and i was like huh you know at least a few thousand people are interested but i was still being really reserved and and i was nervous in front of the camera i didn't like being you know i just was uncomfortable with the you know talking to a lens um but like I said, I started my channel in 2011. It was not at all with the intention of doing this professionally or anything other than a hobby. Um, I just wanted to kind of document what I was doing and put it out there in case someone wanted it for a reference or to learn something. Um, uh, but it, like I said, I was driving a truck, really wanted to change that. And so I started you know, thinking, what can I do to to make a video that does well. And I actually called my cousin who was in, I think Mark, he's in marketing and, and uh, at a tech company and asked him, hey, what do you, what is your opinion on this? What do you think I can do to make a video that's successful? You know, and a, and a viral video is like the, you know, the, what you want to happen. The Holy Grail, right. Right. You know, a video blows up, goes viral. It's the best thing that can happen for your channel, pretty much. Um, and he gave me a few bullet points and he said, this was, and this doesn't necessarily apply to me really now, but it, I would recommend this to someone starting or wanting to make one is pop culture is always good. You know, something in pop culture related. What's pop culture? Um, <laughs> whatever <laughs> so i you know the moana movie just came out i literally just seen it in theaters and i was like well i mean that's a hook a giant hook and it, i know i could make this and i just in my head figured out how i could you know laminate two by fours together and i have an angle grinder i got from harbor freight if you notice in that video if you do watch it the handle broke off you know how they have the screw in handles on the side of a, an angle grinder well the thread it just well the, actually the aluminum housing broke right on the threads so I have a Harbor Freight clamp clamped around it, and I'm using the clamp as the handle. That's like nice. super low budget. That's what I'm using to carve oh, that thing. Sweet Chinesium. <laughs> yeah, and he, <laughs> and he said he goes make it short, 
four minutes or less, fast paced, like rapid fire editing, and um, fun. You know, fun pop culture, short and and you know just to the point. Because like today's day and age, people are real short attention spans, and if you're not already, if you don't already have an audience that will sit around and watch you do something other than that, to at least get noticed. That's that was the main thing. Just to be like, hey, I'm here, you know, I can do this. And it worked just like the first time I tried it. That was the first time I really thought about how, you know, it had some strategy behind a video. Um, all the other videos were just what I felt like doing. That one was like thought out and pre-planned. Um, how did you get your mind wrapped around treating editing like an art form as well? Because I still, to this day, hate editing. And like 90% of my videos take between 40 minutes and an hour and yeah. 20 minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> so. I have a love-hate relationship with editing because it is almost as time-consuming as the project sometimes. I mean, I'll spend 30 hours, sometimes more. You know, I, I, I don't even know. The longest time I've spent editing is probably 60-something hours on one video. hours? <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I didn't say it was fast either. <laughs> so I still have to Google how to use the software I use because I know what I want to happen, but I may not know how to make it happen. So I go to YouTube or I Google, you know, how to use, I use Sony Vegas 13 or 14. Oh, no um, plugs. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I use. Plug they, don't, um, they don't sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, and I know what I want to happen. Um, I don't know. I just, I think of, that's why it takes me so long too, because I think about, okay, what's visually interesting about this? What's in the frame? You know, is it, is there enough movement? Is it, is it lingering too long? Um, am I being too obnoxious? Which is usually yes, but I just go with it. <laughs> um, but as far as, yeah, I just, that was another big point that when things changed, when I, like I said, I started treating it because it is an art form you it is you have a voice but it is your paintbrush to tell the story that you're trying to 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 show everybody you know whatever that story is you can editing can completely change the mood have you there's even there's videos that that show how they will take a scene from a movie and someone who is good at editing can re-edit the scene not adding any new things just changing the timing of the 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 pauses the the panning you know they'll just ed re-edit a scene and it can go from to from funny and comical to like dark and menacing to happy and or sad just from editing it is the most powerful tool you have to they do that with trailers like I see a yeah. trailer and go that's amazing and then the story's nothing like it mm -hmm. yeah they yeah it's totally that that is and another thing i would say out there if anybody's interested in doing it is learn how to edit i had to kind of teach myself my brother jackson he at least gave me the basics of how to use the software and then i just think what would i want to watch you know what's sorry i think it got far away from the microphone um but what that's okay they're used what, to that what's interesting you know about the footage if there's nothing interesting in the footage then how can i make it interesting with editing mm -hmm. you know it is the most powerful tool for a youtuber is to be proficient in editing in my opinion 
So I have a question, which is you had said that your childhood was uh, unique. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how that how that came about a uh obviously you didn't have too much input in it but b and how does that shape your world a little bit you think oh yeah um it definitely shapes my world um well i it's kind of a stereotypical well the way i reacted to it is pretty normal from what i find found out when i was you know after i grew up is the whole rebelling from that environment and uh so i was brought up very very strict um i don't even remember if we were any denomination but christian um i think it was non-denominational but it was we were home home church so the church was not in a tip in a building it was like at other houses and it was a very very closed off from the world um there was a lot of weird stuff uh, <laughs> that went on in that church. Um, they were at one point talking about like maybe buying a piece of property and having everyone move out onto it. And my sisters made their own bathing suits because no, there were no bathing suits out on the market that were modest enough. Um, I wasn't allowed to date. Uh, really couldn't listen to the radio unless it was Christian. Uh, uh, what else? Um, so that's a fairly... Home- homeschooled as well so completely sheltered and cut off from the world you know because the so world when did, was evil did you go to did you go to high school did you was it no all the all, way through yeah from element elementary through high school was all homeschooled and in that you know in that environment so you basically hit the world kind of running it like you're like okay i'm ready to go out in the world and then the world is there and you're like oh oh I wasn't so ready to go. Thing. No. Yeah, I left. Uh, not on great terms. I mean, my parents and I have a great relationship now, but it was a uh, you know totally that rebellious. I'm leaving. I'm tired of this. Oh my gosh, I got to get out of this. Um, left and was not prepared. You know, because I didn't wasn't ever allowed to experience it. You know, uh, it was pretty interesting experiencing a lot of secular music. Secular music after I left at 17 <laughs> when people grew up with that music, you know, people that were my age, you know, they're like, Oh my gosh, you don't know who these bands are. You know, I, I got made fun of a lot because I was so you, out of what, the loop. You're 24 now, Bobby, 25, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, I'm 36. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, just, I I, we've had, we've had a number of marriage proposals and a three or four year hots, Bobby in here, just in the chat section. So I just wanted to make sure oh, in case, in case you missed you. that. Thank I'm pretty you. sure one of them, them was a dude. Three of them were dudes. I'm just saying one yeah. of them was definitely a dude. So, so. One of them was Joel. Yeah, one of them was me. Sorry about that. Well, um, I forgot. Totally got off track. Uh, yeah, you were talking about music. music. You were secular talking about music. secular music. The evil devil music, yeah. yeah. Um, and, then, and then I experienced the band Tool. Oh, and, Tool. That's a gateway yep. drug. Oh, man. Tool... Yeah, uh, Tool is my favorite band. Uh, that was absolutely like not allowed to listen to that. You know, evil. I remember I was working at a cabinet shop when I heard Forty Six and Two on the on the radio, and I had turned off the 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 saw and just listened to the rest of that song play. I was like, that was back 
before I had a cell phone, I couldn't just Google what, you know, what uh, I was literally, you know, remember how they'd at the end of a song, they'd announce like the song they played sometimes or usually before a song. I couldn't figure out who it was. And so I'd like to get in touch with the radio station to ask at this time who who was playing that song? What was it? It was that important to me. I don't know. Since then, I've uh, I've been a huge fan and uh, seen them a bunch of times. I don't know. That is a weird tangent. Anyways, um, that's a good uh, tangent, though. No, that's kind of kind of why I leave it yeah. to Joel you know, to let to get these things started. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's funny because I've been uh, I I had a weird childhood. I've talked about extensively on the show, and it's um, uh, you know, there there be. It, it turns into this weird thing because you have this, there's like a level of regret that comes along with it because it's like, you know, what did I miss? What could I have been different? And then at some point you're like, all of those things made me who I am today. Yeah. You know, and if, if I were, you know, if I were different, would I be different in a good way or a bad way? And you can't really see what that universe looks like because your reality is just your reality. And, and, you know, you get to the point where you're like, well, I just kind of accept, I, I really enjoy who I am. And that's one thing that, you know, again, going back to your videos and I, yeah, I'm not going to pretend to know you um, I, other than your YouTube and your Instagram and stuff, but it looks like you really enjoy who you are. Um, so, you know, it, all that stuff that you went through kind of made you who you are and it's it, it seems to have benefited you even if it was kind of eclectic and crazy and weird, you know, so it's... Um, yes. And, um, and all of my favorite people seem to have uh, the same type of uh, <laughs> the same path and the same trail. It, it appears. Yeah, normal people, people suck. Are, we're all batshit yeah, every, crazy. Everybody, I, all of my favorite people are batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in one, the best ways. One of the unintended uh, benefits, I think, from being sheltered and being homeschooled is I didn't really have to deal with peer pressure or trying to be cool or trying to impress my friends and in that environment i really think it it helped me not really care you know not not that i don't care what people think but i'm not afraid to be myself and have other people influence me to be someone i'm not so uh, Do you think that you, it's kind of like you're you're sort of consequence free for the most part? Is that is that what it feels? Oh like? no, from my upbringing, no. I mean, no, I, no, not not consequence. I mean, in that you're when you say you don't care, it's I'm not a sociopath. Really that you don't care, you, you just, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> he, I use the giant Moana hook to kill. <laughs> no, uh, no. What I no, mean just, is, it's it's sort of a consequence free meaning that you don't. Um, it, it's not necessarily that you don't have a. Um, you know, there's no consequence associated with what you do. It's just there wasn't really any consequence because you didn't have very far to travel being sort of sheltered. So you don't really worry that there might be a line that you're stepping outside of because there was no line. You know, you just, you, yeah. you, you live within I, the box, right? I think I could have, I just was able to develop my true personality without the outside, you know, I don't Pressures. even really know how to. Like this is here's an example. Like in public, I can be embarrassing to my wife, you know, and kids. Surprise! Because because I sometimes forget that there are other people, you know, that may, uh, you know, I I don't mind doing my stupid silly walks in public. That's a good example, you know, like walking like an idiot to get the footage because I think it'll be funny in a video. That doesn't at all make me feel embarrassed or self conscious. And I think that's because 
I never had to deal with that really growing up as far as do I look cool or not or whatever. I mean, it, it, like or dancing in the median of the highway to get a shot for a video, you know? <laughs> Speaking of which, do you think that there's somebody in Lowe's security that has footage of you walking in where they're <laughs> like, they're like, there's this dude about once a week. He comes in and I think he has a mental illness. <laughs> He's always looking at his his hand. He's recording his hand. <laughs> uh, By the way, man. we have we have about a million five in our Patreon account, and uh, we're willing to pay all of that money to any low security guard that's happy to hand over that. <laughs> yeah. too. I would love to get some of that footage. That would be awesome. I doubt it. By, but, uh, by the way, we don't have a million five. I think we have a yeah. dollar five. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, just... I don't know. I don't really know where I was going with that. Other than that is, a, a, I guess, a, a benefit of that. I mean, I I don't really mind being silly, you know, if you haven't noticed. It, it seems as though you've made a career on it. Yeah, actually, a bit. Well, yeah, pretty much. So I, I have a <laughs> I have a kind of a, a question that at least I have some personal experience with, which is my hobby became my work. So Missing Digit Woodshop now is a fairly big producer of things so my living depends on what i do so there's a level of stress added to that but i still have fun i still say that my hobby makes money the problem is my hobby isn't as necessarily fulfilling as it once was Mm -hmm. do you ever look at your project maybe about and i would say this hits me hardest about maybe two-thirds of the way done and you go Jesus, shouldn't I have picked something easier or, or wouldn't it be better if I just, my wife is talking about going to the beach. Maybe I'll just, maybe we could just take off for the weekend, you know, where, where your hobby isn't and and you, you haven't been doing this for a ton of time, but do you ever feel like you're, because you've turned your hobby into now you, you make some money at it and it helps support your family. And that's awesome. And I don't think anybody can fault you for that. Seven years is a ton of time, by the way. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but but the it was two years ago when in when your when the big hook came out, right? Yeah. Right. Right. But so been pro for about I don't know maybe a year, almost a year. Yeah. So do you ever have you looked at anything and and said, um, this isn't I I have enough stresses on me now that this isn't quite as fun as it used to be. Or have there been projects that you've done that that bring out the stress more than others? Um, well, the project I'm about to start uh, is stressing me, or the most intimidating, I think. Uh, but it's, every project for me is this journey. And I know that sounds cliche, but... It, 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 it it's really all, doesn't, by the way. Okay, okay well, it is. It, not cliche, but it is a journey for me where it's always the hardest for me to just start a project. I'll him and haw and be like, oh, I'm just, you know, trying to think of how I'm going to do it. And, you know, I, I always tell myself, like, follow, I need to follow my own dang advice because in some of my videos, I'm like, you know, the best advice I tell myself is just start because I don't know where to start. I just have to start doing something and being creative in how to get, how to, how do I get to my end goal? Because Almost everything I make, it's the first time I've done it. So I every project is intimidating 
to a point. Like I didn't know how I was going to make the little knife. I was thinking, how the crap am I going to carve these? Because I, I came up with the design. I'm like, okay, and I want it to be this big because that's all the material I have to, to work with. Honestly, the, the factor, the main factor in that knife, the last one was the the actual ice pick part because you can flatten that thing out and then it only flattens out to be that wide and you only, your blade width can only be that wide. Sorry, another tangent. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go but anyways, go off, yeah. man. Go off. Once I get started... Then I sometimes I'm like, oh man, I bit off more than I know how to chew here. Uh, but I just keep working at it. And then I start to kind of, there's always, it's like this hill, you know, you're climbing a hill and you get to this point where you can see the end, you know, of the project. And then that's when I start to get like obsessive. Um, I get super hyper-focused and super obsessive, like, the last few days before I published my last video, editing is the same way. Editing is just as much a creative process as the actual piece. I was editing for 14 hours a day or more uh, until the video published that next, you know, that that next day. In fact, the day that I published that last video, I started editing it at like eight in the morning, finished it, uploaded it, and published it all like in one that that um, that same day. So. I I sometimes question whether or not I can do something. Sometimes I do feel like that, but it's never like I'm I don't like what I'm doing. I don't think I've ever come to that point where I just sometimes I don't feel like getting out there because technically it is work. You know, I'm still having to work on a piece, but it's a totally enjoyable type of work. Sometimes I get lazy and I want to just, you know, sit on my phone and watch YouTube videos, watch click spring and, uh, you know, <laughs> guys, is he making still making videos? Work. Yeah, man. He's doing the anti Kithera mechanism right now. Oh, oh okay. and freaking click, click this spring. old Tony dude, by the way, Joel, Oh, I love this got, old Tony. Dude, God. You got, you got me hooked on this old Tony, man. That I, is a rabbit hole right there. Oh. Don't, uh, don't start on that channel. Cause you'd be, you'd be like, Holy shit. I just lost two whole days of my life. Dude, I love that guy. His sense of humor and editing and everything oh. is so great. I, and he I, does I it. Wish... He does it with his hands. I like know he... his personality is this. You know, like you know those gestures. Yeah, it's perfect. He's yeah, great. It's what a it's a so fun. Great. It's a it's a yeah exactly. And I think uh, I think that says that says a lot too because like you said, it's a lot in the editing having yeah. to do with content creation it's a lot in your personality and literally all he has other than th the skills he has which are good i mean i'm sure he's not the world's best machinist but he's a good machinist and he's we, the one i want to watch right exactly and that that because he has the expressions with his hands and he has his voice and he has editing he has editing like, like there's probably one light and I think he has a selfie stick that he records it on. I think that's about it. Like, yeah, I think I mean, that's a magician. And the way he does his, I love how he cuts himself off. You know, how he'll be in the middle of time and then cut it off. Cause you know what he's going to say. He doesn't need to continue saying it, but it's that the comedy is added in the way he chops it short. Yes. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Oh man. There you can, yeah, like Casey Nice, that's a great great idea. His personality, in my opinion, is not the most, I don't know, 
uh, colorful, friendly. He's a, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He he seems like a nice guy, but the guy is a wizard at editing. You know, people watch him because he's a great editor. Literally, you know, he has millions of followers because he's treating that, and that is his art. Yeah, right. I, I, that, yeah. no, you're uh, the uh, guys like that that are. Um, I hate the term minimalist, but the you know they they have this sort of simplistic way about them. Like when you're watching, um, you know, say you're watching uh, what was that movie with uh, Gross Point Blank when he goes to the, the end of the movie. Oh, spoiler alert! Great movie. Yeah, he goes to the at the end of the movie. He's you know goes to his father's grave and you realize like why he did everything. And you're just like in two minutes they did more with a scene than most people do in an entire movie. You know, and it's like um, you start I don't watching. Think I've seen it. You haven't seen Gross Point Blank? No. <sighs> I was sheltered, remember? I you were it. sheltered. So you should probably do that. Um, and I won't tell you any more about it because you need to see the movie. It's pretty awesome. Gross, but, like I'm, as in disgusting? Yeah. No, gross with an E at the end. It's actually yeah, the name gross of a point high blank. school. Oh, okay. Not it, disgusting point blank. Okay. No. Yeah. In Michigan. Uh, that wonderful well, state of Michigan. If it's in Ann Michigan, Arbor. it's probably gross. <laughs> but um, sorry, Just, Izzy. Not sorry. No, you're fine. But... <laughs> <laughs> Is he's used to it. So, uh, but yeah, just guys that you. guys that take like you know a camera and just do, like they just do the smallest things and sort of the littlest things, and they and you're just intrigued to see the next thing happen, like that that type of stuff is. And again, you know, with, like I said, watching your videos, the way you edit everything down, you don't have. There's not a lot of stuff in there. You know, it's like there's not a lot of things that are just kind of hanging out just for the sake of filling up time. And and that's uh, I appreciate that part of what you do because there just isn't a lot of stuff. You know, it's like you 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 care about the um, the content, not the attention. You know, it's like you don't care that there's stuff there just to watch. You know what I mean? It's like it, you don't have to fill a video to get ten minutes. It, you know, you want me to if it's seven minutes, it's seven minutes of stuff I want to see. So that's uh, that's pretty cool, but. Dude, the, the number of comments, I wish we could be uh, paying attention to everything that people are saying because this stuff is flying by <laughs> way too fast. But it seems like you it's, inspire. It's you can't actually, you can't make a conversation while reading those because uh, half of them are obscene uh, and most of them are obscene towards Mike, which is good. It helps his ego. It's, uh, it's I listen, I like it when it gets weird. So. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but, uh, wait, wait. I'm I I missed like ten seconds. That's Sorry. okay. It wasn't not even that important. Okay, nope. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't uh, don't worry about it. It's just me talking. Izzy misses like ten hours, so it's like there's, there's, like, there's, there's like seven episodes. He doesn't hey. even know we recorded. Yeah, I was mostly playing um, <laughs> hunting or golf videos on the phone. Sorry. <laughs> How do you play yeah. a hunting video on your phone? I'm actually surprised that that's a pretty good attention at all. Usually, when you yeah. start talking about religion, Izzy just disappears. Like all of a sudden, the screen goes blank. Sorry, everything, off running. <laughs> everything went quiet there for a minute, Mike. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, you, so know you said the, that you're. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. No, that's okay. I was just gonna say. Uh, Bobby's been part of the, the community since he, you know, had just a few thousand, uh, fans and he was, he is a big fan of everybody else. And that's, I would, I would tell you this, if you want to get into the maker community, the biggest and easiest way is not necessarily to create anything. It's to be fans of other creators. It's a fun and wild way to be 
a part of the community as because I'm the world's biggest fan. I haven't made a YouTube video maybe ever, and I don't plan on doing that anytime soon. So it gives me a chance to interact with amazing people that do this content creation and basically just say at the end of the day, wow, that was really good way to go. And that's all I have to do to be a part of the community. And Bobby are in the same groups that we're in and he occasionally pops up and graces us with his, uh, <laughs> his presence. He steals all my memes that yeah. I post and, Sorry. uh, and, and same with, same with, with Mike, he's not a content creator but he's there kind of rooting for the home team. And it's a, it's a fun way to be a part of that community. And I'll tell you what, and not to get political at all, I would tell you this world's a little tougher these days. It seems a little tougher these days, especially with some things happening like tomorrow. Uh, and, and it's hopefully going to settle down a little bit, but I'll tell you what you can, you know, thank your local maker because that's what it uh it helps encourage them and does things that's why i asked bobby to be on the show wait what's happening tomorrow not tomorrow <laughs> because we're going we're, tuesday see, tuesday we're publishing on uh on tuesday I oh, say okay. yeah. today yeah. but yeah. it comes out oh. monday night yeah sorry uh is he's not much for paying attention so that's all right that's all right <laughs> but i was i was gonna say it's uh you give him a the table community. saw, I make you a bowling ball. But when it comes to figuring out <laughs> right. what's happening spatially, it takes a minute. Oh, nice. wait. Are, are, are you showing us the hairline? That's the cigarette killer hairline right there. That's, oh, That's sorry. I was distracted. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> so, Bobby, you said that your uh, you, relationship and everything with your parents has gotten, you, you have a great relationship with them now? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, it was rough for a while after I left, but oh, you know, I don't know. That's the thing is everything that they did, it was because they loved us kids. You know, they weren't trying to keep us imprisoned because they were horrible people. And then we weren't imprisoned, but it was, you know, very sheltered and mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, it's just because they loved me, you know, and us kids. And I became a parent and I know how much I love my kids. And I can see a parent kind of going crazy, wanting to protect their kids, you know, from the evils of the world. Um, I don't bring my kids up that way. Um, I still have like you back to originally when you said, does it affect me or do I have tendencies that, that come out? My wife is a great uh, person to be like, hey, Bobby, uh, you're being a little too strict here. You know, you, you know, let the kids go to school. It's summer. They can take the sweater off. That was a pause for laughter. <laughs> we'll add it in. <laughs> I, I, Bobby, I'm laughing on the inside here. Buddy. I'm sorry. No, uh, yeah, it does yeah, affect. My wife has the opposite problem. When my my 17 year old daughter says, uh, "Dad, you know, I want to, I, I, I want to get drunk," and I call her up and I go, "Hey, pick up a whole case of Mike's Hard Lemonade on the way home." She goes, "What?" Case. <laughs> <laughs> She's like. How about a six pack? I'm like, uh, okay. uh man. No, I, I mean, if you want to teach a restraint, I'm fine with it. I, I am absolutely 100% on with Bobby on this one. I'm like, you know, get out of that tree. Don't walk off that. Don't walk by the side of that cliff. Quit throwing knives at your brother. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a, let's let you touch the line stove there, and see he? what they think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a totally different I, uh, style, I think, my parents. I, th I think if you uh, if you don't have a broken arm by the time you're eight, then something's wrong with your parents. 
Well, I was allowed to do weird, like I used to do bull riding. Like my parents would let me ride, get on the, the back of a angry bull when I was like, you know, 13. That was fine, but I couldn't talk to girls. <laughs> <laughs> girls are evil. <laughs> yeah. Your, your parents yeah. had that one right, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. No. So uh, what's what's interesting about my parents? I mean, they're they're great and they did everything they did because they love me, but they had another set of kids. So there's three older kids. Uh, then there's an eight year gap and then they had another four. And the way that they brought up the younger four is completely different. So us older kids, it's like they realized that that they didn't do it quite right with us. So they tried again on another set. And uh, yeah, it's like a redo, like a mulligan. Did they kind of mulligan? Yeah, because all of us older kids, we all have our own weird quirks because of our upbringing. Uh, We've all dealt with it in different ways. But, uh, but yeah, it's very strange to like have the younger kids. They all went to public school. They were able to date. They were able to do everything, you know, basically that I wasn't. Um, you were jealous uh, of them, weren't you? You're I, like, I, I was, I, you're, you're parents, like in your teens Bobby, going. I am your parents in reverse. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have seven kids. <laughs> you have seven kids? I have seven kids. And they're actually, oh, wow. I have, I have, uh, I have sets. I have a three sets. I have two older ones, three middle ones, and two young ones. And wow. um, Izzy and doesn't that, know what, fit, what what causes that yet. We haven't. We well, haven't well, had we, to talk we, with we him. Did, I don't. He's don't tell me now. He's don't tell me. now. I don't want to know. So anyway, we, we, um, we got him a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Making yeah. crazy mechanical things with plywood yeah. and screwdrivers. Right on. No. Um. Yeah. But it's so funny because I was a lot, a lot less. Uh, protective when I was when I with my older kids than I am with my younger set. Now I'm kind really? of this. Yeah, I am a lot more protective now. That is interesting how they. It was like it's totally the opposite. But yeah, well, I'm not. You know, I mean, they're not homeschooling them, right? But um, yeah, but they're not doing heroin either. No, <laughs> that's no, good. True. Yeah. Um. So, no, but well, they're well, eating Halloween candy like crack cocaine. Let me tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah, like that well, you just ate more candy than you weigh are you how are you not sick <laughs> well i i hate to be the party pooper but uh we hit an hour so uh to be respectful of uh the dookie's time um well i just want to say anyone in the chat hey hey dookies how you doing out there <laughs> i'm not i'm not ignoring you i know you're there just want to say hi yeah, guys, listen, we, we have this conversation a lot, so we apologize. We can't watch the chat and talk at the same time or else it's a real shitty podcast. Um, <laughs> so and uh, but we will uh, we'll make the chat available to uh, on the replay. So when people go back and watch this again, you'll be able to see all the questions and comments that weren't answered. Um, <laughs> but you can blame me. I'm the host and uh, I don't care if you like me. So uh, this wasn't Bobby's fault at all. Uh, I don't but, care if you like Mike either. We're yeah, no one cares yeah, we're like all me. in agreement on that. Oh. Yeah, we, we all don't care. Yeah. We've become, not, not only I've that, become we don't, heel. We so, don't like them either. But <laughs> no one does. Thank you. But whatever and I, I like. And you. I will do and I will do everything I can to keep it that way. <laughs> so but uh but yeah, Bobby, listen, thanks, man. This has been uh fantastic. You're an excellent guest. You're welcome here anytime if you want to boost your subscriber count up by 14. Um <laughs> 
or we, lose a few. We have hey, we're we have fourteen of the strongest listeners you've ever you've ever paid attention to. So, but uh, <laughs> thank you so much. It's been it, it, show. <laughs> it's been a great conversation. I I'm a huge fan of yours. Um, thank you. I, I love all the stuff you do. You you really make me feel like a kid in a wood shop again. And it's uh, there's only a handful of people that do that. And 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 so watching your channel is just an absolute pleasure and joy. Whatever this big giant thing is that you're working on, I will sit with bated breath until it comes out. So, um. But uh, we really not me. I'm you. calling you right after the show and asking. Oh yeah, this is by the that chat we set up before the show is going to be lit up like Christmas. <laughs> so yeah. Izzy's going to be like, "Bitch, send me the sketch up. I know what's going on." So it's. <laughs> it's <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for uh, for stopping by and seeing us and uh, and spending the time. You got any uh, any stuff you want to plug outside of you need uh, about a hundred thousand more subscribers in the next uh, little bit of time. No, but I do want to say this. Anybody out there that's listening, mm. you can make art and you don't need expensive tools or materials. You just got to be creative. Just just do it. Just go out there and do it, I say. That's pretty much all I want to say. Right on. Damn, drop can, that can we get stuff. Can we get your can we get your tagline? Come on. I, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shot! I want that. Dad gum at my mic won't say it, or my not my mic, my dad gum camera. That's my ego. Oh wait, yeah, and I'm not gay. <laughs> well, I'm glad we put the, that in. N- nothing wrong with it, and to all the people that have that, asked, I'm not gay, and yes, I do bite my fingernails, and no, I'm not selling anything at the moment. Yes. So, yeah. By the way, when everyone asks why the name of the title of the show is Bobby Gay, is so. Bobby Duke is so gay, and other things we made up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know why. <laughs> but uh, thanks, dude. I appreciate everything. I uh, I know the I know that Joel doesn't, but Izzy does. So um, thanks for stopping it's by true. and uh, spend some time with us. <laughs> hey guys, you, listen. Bobby. By the way, just some uh, just too, some housekeeping too. things. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, go ahead and hit that button. Uh, not that we post anything or you'll Don't give a shit, but uh, yeah, uh, feel free to do all that stuff and uh, check out Bobby on the uh, online things and stuff. And he's, hey, uh, I mean, the next show, we will not be talking about politics then too. So come on back. There's that. Hey, we will hey, talk Bobby, about religion. <laughs> we, we have shirts in uh, for the podcast. What size are you? Oh, he uh, needs a ninja shirt. He's so I'm medium. A, I'm large, I think. Get him a medium with no sleeve. I don't know what this side what side medium with no no sleeve. <laughs> Let's see here. If Carl's watching, if Carl's watching, cacao, cacao, <laughs> mother Fletcher. Love Carl. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for stopping well, by. We'll, I think we'll send you a shirt. Yeah, no problem. We will catch you guys. Awesome. Next episode. Bye.